0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. And we're live, pal.
1: All right. We're live. Welcome to the UFC on ESPN 13 post-fight show here on the MMAfighting.com YouTube page. I am Mike Hack. That is Jose Youngs. We have Casey Leiden in the truck providing us your comments and questions about tonight's event. And the headliner, Calvin Cater defeats Dan Ige via unanimous decision. Jose, I thought Cater won four of the five rounds. I thought two of the judges got it right. I'm not mad about 48-47, but we'll get to Cater in a moment. But thoughts on Dan Ige's effort tonight in his first main event. I thought he, uh, he served himself very well tonight
2: yeah it's one of those performances where he got the he didn't he, we talked about this on the a side he he loses half of his his fight check uh, because technically he did lose uh but it's one of those performances where he 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 grew in the eyes of the fans and probably the ufc matchmakers where including myself i thought he lost to edson barbosa uh and then i thought calvin cater was just maybe as a notch above him in terms of of skill and maybe talent so i i i, I knew dan ige was an uber talented tough fighter i just thought calvin cater was above uh, a league above him and my god denny proved me wrong he looked uh, every bit like he belonged in there with the top the upper echelon of the featherweight division i thought calvin cater was uh, came out looking unbelievable. His boxing was looking super crisp. He we was just looking that that straight, that cross right uh, or left. I can't remember. Digging to the body, stuffing takedowns. But Dan Ige just never went away. He stayed in there the entire fight uh, and showed he belonged. Like, even when he was taking damage, he was still pressing forward. He was still shooting for takedowns. He was making adjustments, switching stances and everything. So uh, hats off to Dan Ige for not, and proving me wrong and, and proving that he does, get, he does deserve uh, these big matchups in the featherweight division.
1: I agree. Calvin Cater gets the job done, gets another victory, he moves up in the featherweight momentum department, no doubt about that. He is one of the he's clearly one of the top 45ers in the world. There's no doubt about that. And something about Cater, when you watch him fight it's almost, like, terrifying to watch him fight. Right. You just, he just looks for those openings, and he just throws with such ferocity. But Danny Ige, tougher than a, than a $3 steak that you find in Las Vegas. Unbelievable tonight. But, uh, you know, what did you think overall of Calvin Cater's performance? Because I think most people thought that as the fight progressed, maybe once you got into the championship rounds, Cater would, would probably be able to finish Danny Ige. But that wasn't the case. Ige proved his toughness. But Cater comes out and has a pretty solid performance. What did you think of it overall?
2: Yeah, I, I, like I said at the beginning, I just thought – I've been super impressed with uh, Calvin of uh, specifically his boxing in every fight. I think he's like, – I think now more people are starting to come around. But forever, I would just pray – I would tell people, like, watch this – featherways boxing. It's unbelievable. And in a division with with strikers like Jose Aldo and Max Holloway and even the Korean Zombie, you get like these 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 uber flashy, talented, slick strikers. And then here's this kid from New England, which is stellar, crisp, technical boxing that is just such a joy to watch. So he looked unbelievable in the first few rounds. Like I said, Adenigui just just stayed there and just stuck to his game plan and adjusted uh, and, and, and just... Gave. I don't want to say he frustrated Calvin, but he just proved to be more difficult to put away than I think a lot of us thought. And uh, I, I kind of figured as the fight was going on that Calvin's power just I think kind of played a huge factor at the end, where maybe they were like Dan, Danny Gay, and him were kind of neck and neck going in. Calvin cater was, of course, maybe a step ahead, but not like he was running away. And Danny Gay was making adjustments and staying in there. But I think by the fourth and fifth rounds. Uh, his output was matched by his power and i think that kind of was the turning point where it seems like he would he would step in and then his last punch would just be huge it's like that ds style of fighting where the whole fight they're doing like 30 40 50% all these these strikes and then by the fourth and fifth round Instead of doing 30, 40, 50, they're like 60, 70, 80, and then their last punch is 100, and then that pl- proves to be the, the – it's like killing you with mosquito bites and then a bomb at the end of it. And I think that's what Calvin Cater uh, really showed in the end, and it proved to be successful because he, he merged victorious. He got the W in Abu Dhabi. I can't hear you. Oh,
1: lost your Mike. Sorry. Sorry. There's the reason why is there's there's one fly just buzzing around <laughs> the command center right now and it's driving me crazy and it was buzzing like right around here and I didn't want to start smacking things and have it on. But what do you do with Calvin Cater right now? Because this is such a tough division to match make, especially at the top, because there's five guys ranked above Cater right now, four of them are rumored to be matched up, but nothing is on the books and nothing is official right now. So the only guy that might be available over the next few months if these other fights get made is Max Holloway. Could that even be a possibility right now? Like, what can we do from here?
2: Like that fight is a fight. I just don't know if the UFC wants to book that. I I mean, I know uh, Calvin Carey would want that fight. I'm sure Max Holloway would take that fight because he's one of those guys that are just down to scrap, but I don't think the UFC will make that fight. It's similar to when you have Kalen Chukagian and all of a sudden Jessica I emerges, not Jessica I, uh, Cynthia Calvillo emerges as this legit contender and now she all of a sudden you feed her the number one contender and then you lose and then all of a sudden you have someone that's already lost the championship uh, right where she was while she knocks off of a contender. So I don't know if they give Calvin Cater the the Holloway fight, but there's a there's a ton of fights uh, for him to take. The Yair Rodriguez is rumored to fight Zabit. I know Calvin beats Zabit, beat, so if Yair wins, maybe you run that one. Korean Zombie, Brian Ortega, which you know I want to see that fight more than any other fight on planet Earth. Uh, but him and uh, Korean Zombie and Alexander Volkanovsky have been going back and forth, uh, kind of chipping away. And whenever the champion in any division has a name on his lips and he's kind of responding and saying, like, well, maybe he deserves a beat down, too. You know the ufc is going to pay attention to that you know the korean zombie is such a fan favorite and dana white and the ufc matchmakers love him uh so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe they scrap that ortega korean zombie fight and maybe give the korean zombie alexander volkanovsky fight uh, and then you could do brian ortega versus calvin cater which is again that fight is an absolute banger uh there's a million fights at featherweight to, to happen and uh, max holloway just happens to be 0 and two against the champion he's in kind of in that no man's land fight right now but they t- announce in a week that Cater and Holloway are thrown down in the main event of a fight night. I'm going to be excited for it. I still would favor Max Holloway in that fight, uh but so I don't really think the UFC is going to try and pull that fight uh, anytime soon.
1: Yeah, it's just a tough spot for him to be, but no one Cater like they could offer him like Edson Barboza and be like, "Sure, I'll take it." I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I mean that's What's I sort of mean
2: I've watched that fight too. Uh just Edson Barbosa is 0 and 1 in the division and he just come just beat the guy who beat him. So, uh I guess Josh Emmett's out there, but he just had, what, he had knee surgery or something like that. He had a whole plethora of surgeries. Arnold Allen's undefeated. Uh, he already beat Shane Burgos. I mean, Ryan Hall's out there. He he has a fight. Sadiq Youssef is out there. There's a million fights for Cater to take uh, that I would be excited. I mean, in terms of matchmaking, if they do Korean Zombie or Algan Volkanovsky Korean Zombie, then it has to be Cater or That would be the only fight that I think would make sense matchmaking-wise.
1: I wouldn't hate that fight either. It's th- that division is so good right now, especially it's at the top. We're not gonna have like we're not gonna like get this thing in line for like another year, eighteen months, which is a beautiful thing because you have so many contenders.
2: I mean, every division between 135 and 170, you can make an argument that there's two or three uh, deserving contenders in each division. I know Aljamain Sterling at 135 is the guy that we all agree with, but for whatever reason, Dana White doesn't want to say anything. And then 145, we just talked about, 155, anyone in the top 10 could fight for a title, and I think we'd all love it. And then 170, we're having this argument between Burns and Edwards uh, over who deserves the next fight and Clay and Woodley. So 135 to 170, that quote-unquote average-sized man fight uh, uh, weight division is super exciting right now.
1: She plugs since she said Gilbert Burns. I did speak with him yesterday. So once what the heck drops later on this morning here on the East Coast, you're going to hear that conversation. It's always great catching up with Doreen. again, if you're just tuning in, this is the live UFC on ESPN 13 post-fight show on our YouTube page. I am Mike Heck. That is Jose Youngs. And we want to hear from you guys and gals who are watching right now. This is like the A-side after dark. So get those questions and comments in. We'll be happy to to talk about all of that stuff. But the co-main event was a lot of fun. Tim mm-hmm. Elliott gets a unanimous decision over Ryan Benoit. And I was on the play-by-play duties for the MMA Fighting Twitter page tonight. And I have to say, of all the fights tonight, this one was met with the most controversy in terms mm-hmm. of the judging. A lot of people scored this one for Ryan Benoit. What say you, Jose Youngs?
2: I think it was it was pretty 50-50. I think I, I can't remember who I had to score with, I'm not gonna lie uh, because I was doing some other things for the site and it was on. So I would keep looking up and it seems like every time I would look up, there would be, someone was in a precarious situation, whether it be Tim Elliott stuck in like a knee bar or, uh, Benoit stuck in a deep guillotine and they were always defending. So I'm not going to, I can't lie and sit here and say I watched that entire fight scientifically and breaking it down. Uh, but I, when I, at the end of it, I think I, I was pretty, I wasn't comfortable, but I, in my mind, I was like, I think Benoit won that, but I'm not going to call it a robbery like we love calling things on this site. Uh, so I don't think it's a robbery. I think in, in my mind, Benoit probably did enough to win. But I say that with no confidence because I'm not a judge. Tim Elliott, I mean, he was out there. He was, he was he like what was going into round two or three. He basically walked out with his back to Ryan Benoit in his weird, awkward stance. I thought he was going to tap to that. What was that? That D bar, that leg lock. Yeah. You could just see the pain uh, on his leg. And I think it seemed at one point his his game his veteranship kind of kind of took over Where he got that guillotine he adjusted he got full mount and then he escaped the knee bar but then benoit also defended that guillotine so it was it was it was it was a fun it was a fun scrap i'm surprised it didn't win fight of the night that's the fight i watched that i found the most joy in watching even though i didn't watch super scientifically but uh yeah uh, i think I, ryan benoit should have probably should have won that one but i'm not going to sit here and complain that it was a huge controversial decision
1: yeah, it's just it just depends on like what you favor as a judge, because right. like I mean, Elliot just is such a weird guy to watch. He just switch his stance into so many things. Like I think his finger dislocated on his right hand at one point in the third round. He, he just kept playing with it, and then he started
2: throwing it. Like the guy is such a such a wild man. He's never in a boring fight. I mean, even when he fought Demetrius Johnson, he 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 caught Demetrius Johnson by surprise in that first round. Yeah, he Demetrius Johnson ended up dominating by the end of it. But he is at the time the greatest fighter on planet Earth. So it's uh. Tim Elliott's never in a boring fight, but I think I feel for Ryan Benoit. He lost half his paycheck in a fight a lot of people think he wins. Casey okay, so just threw up the scorecards. It looks like the majority of people scored for Benoit. So i uh, got to feel for fighters like that where they're they're probably not making a lot to begin with. Uh, and every win and loss is huge when you're not in the top 15. So, yeah, uh, you got to feel for Ryan Benoit.
1: Yeah, I think I see a 30-27 in there. I didn't score at 30-27, but... It is what it is. Twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, close. look
2: about about two
0: thirds of the journalists had um, Benoit winning, but um
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a close fight. It was a close it was fight. A I fight. I scored a. And for our picks, we we do like a little our little group fight picks thing. That would have been a huge one because I was the only one to pick Benoit, and I was feeling pretty good about <laughs> it. But you know, here we go. I lose yet again. But. uh Featured bout of the night. Then we'll get to the bonuses. Then we're gonna fire it off to you guys. Uh, Jimmy Rivera gets back on track. Mm-hmm. He snaps a two-fight skid against Cody Stamen. Wins by unanimous decision against a very tough guy, a surging contender in Cody Stamen. Jimmy Rivera spoke to John Anik after the fight. Wasn't thrilled with his performance, but you know it was his first fight in both 13 months' time, and on top of that, it was like less than two weeks' notice to get to Abu Dhabi, double quarantines, and then you have to fight and you had a performance like that and you get a win over a surging guy like statement what did you think of uh Rivera's performance tonight on on such short notice like that
2: i mean his take, his takedown defense was unbelievable. It looked like Cody Staman was going, uh, for every, every round he was just throwing takedown after takedown for takedown. He even go, he'd have that like body lock takedown from behind against the fence where he would just dump Jimmy Rivera down. Jimmy Rivera would pop right back up. So, uh, Jimmy Rivera was on defense for, uh, I would say a vast majority of, uh, of those rounds and he was looking pretty unbelievable. It was hard for him to take down. Uh, I wish he would let it, he, he had let his hands go a little bit more. It seems like he was finding success with that, but he just wasn't sticking to it. Like he would go from the bite of the head and get that little, Took in the counter and he was finding success and he was defending all of his takedowns, but he just wasn't letting his hands go. Like he would stuff a takedown, and I feel it would be a perfect time to just explode with Cody Stamen looking frustrated and using all of this energy to try and take it down, and he just didn't. So I know how good Jim Rivera is, and I, he's obviously at one point he had like that super long win streak, beat Uriah Faber, he was on this big tear until he got head kicked by Marlon Moraes. Uh, so I, I wish it, he got the win. That's the most important thing getting half of your paycheck, getting the rest of your paycheck, which we're going to talk about for forever, how it's not fair. Uh, it's But Peter Yan was, like, tweeted a video of him, like, giving the middle finger. Uh, he was responding to Jim Rivera's response to his last fight over Jose Aldo. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley tweeted a bunch of yawn emojis. So uh, a win is a win. That's the most important thing, get paid. But uh, I don't think it did a lot for him in in terms of getting a big fight for his next fight, if you know what I mean.
1: I just don't know what you do here. I mean, I, I think Rafael Asunzo seems like the most logical choice because I don't think those two guys have fought. And I think Asuncio is ranked like one spot above Rivera. I mean, there's Dominic Cruz and then there's Corey Sanhagen, but I don't know if that performance merits a fight quite like that. So what would make sense for a Jimmy Rivera as he looks to sort of make up for lost time after missing over a year?
2: It's hard to say. I would I would want to see how, what, how the UFC would shake out moving forward because, of course, Munoz... This, it's a matched up with Frankie Edgar. Asan Sa right, literally right above him at seven, so I guess that would make sense. Rob Font, Cruz, Dodson has a fight. Uh, Sugar Sean has a fight. Marab has a fight. Uh, this, I don't think Song Yudong has a fight, if I if I remember correctly. And I don't think he so fought he fought to Cody Stearns to a draw. So if they want to make that fight, I mean that's a fun fight, but he's what five like it's five rankings down from Jimmy Rivera, so. Asensio would seem, seem fair, but if Jimmy Rivera wants to just wait and see how the rest of the division plays out, because technically the, the champion doesn't have a fight booked. Uh, Cody, Goldberg, Cody Garbrandt doesn't have fights fight booked. Uh, Munoz and Edgar, their fight was rebooked. So if you want to see how the the rest of the division shakes out, I wouldn't blame him. But Asensio or Song Yadong would be the two that I would pick, just because I don't think Cruz is going to take that fight anytime soon. Pun
1: completely intended, but it was a, uh, it was a heck of a night for the UFC debutants tonight. Yeah, some, seriously. some shining performances. I mean, the bonuses themselves fight of the night was Abdul Razak Al-Hassan against Munir Lazas. Uh, Al-Hassan missed weight. So he's not eligible. So I wonder if, if Munir gets a hundred K, that would be cool. Uh, performances of the night, Lerone Murphy, he looked phenomenal tonight. What a huge win for him over, uh, over Ramos, and then Kamzat uh, Kameyev, holy cow, what a performance from him, and then Modestis Bukaskis gets a bonus as well with that first round flurry of elbows, uh, referee stopped the fight, that was kind of a weird ending to yeah, that, super because weird. but I, I, honestly, like even with the door opening and him kind of like stumbling over, I, I I didn't think he was good enough to, to fight anyways, Like he took some damage in that round. I
2: think, I think the only thing would be people complaining, I saw it online, people complaining about the strikes to the back of the head, Uh, I don't think, I, I I don't think that was the case, but he said it, right. He obviously fell out of the, he fell out of the octagon. So it's unfortunate that he was probably on his way to lose to begin with. But the fact that there was some sort of controversy at the end of the day, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? I'm not even going to try. Modestus, yeah, Modestus won. He got the W, he got the rest of his paycheck, he gets the bonus. He gets, so he got paid. It's just unfortunate that there's anytime there's controversy, it's unfortunate. But especially that it being his UFC debut, you know people are going to be like, well, he didn't actually win because of XYZ. Wait till his next fight. So unfortunate that way, but he got a lot of money for his first UFC fight. So I don't think he really cares
1: absolutely and i thought i thought the production team did a great job going to different angles on those elbows cuz at first i think we were all in agreement like mm, those looked a little sketchy and then as you saw the different angles you're like okay maybe not maybe like one or two went to the back of the head but most of them were were legit elbows so h-
0: how many sorry how, you only need one or two it's like you got i got one or two illegal shots to the groin it just it only takes that, one or two that's
1: not the same thing though oh elbow not, to the back of the head yes sir
2: Casey, do you even train ufc <laughs>
1: yeah do you do, you do UFC, bro? Do you even lift, bro? Come on now. Yeah,
0: I, I I just I felt that the ref, I felt the only mistake was that the ref should have just let the one minute run out the the in between rounds, and then if he can get off his stool, ready to fight, then you let him fight. Uh, uh, that that's all. That's that was my only issue. It just let, let, the, let him let him get, let his corner pick him up. We've seen that plenty of times where the corner picks yeah. him up, carry you mm-hmm. over. And then as soon as the round starts, then you go, are you ready? And then if they're not ready, then you stop the fight. So that's what the, that's what yeah. the minute break is for. You, you don't have to go to your corner. If you want to sit in the ground and just like, I'm good here, you know, or whatever, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look good visually, but you know, that's just, you, know, you can do that. It's just, um, Yeah.
1: What was interesting as well is that they said on the broadcast that they wanted to maybe look at it on replay. They asked the referee if they wanted to check it on a replay. And the referee said, Nope, I know what I saw. No need for the replay. So, so <laughs> That's it, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So good on Modestus Pekoskis, one of the friendliest guys in the sport gets his win long awaited debut. He probably should have got that call a while back, but, but he's in the outright signee gets a win. Good night for the, uh, for the debutants and Lerone Murphy I know, uh, Jose, you posted that clip, that crazy story of him getting shot in the face <laughs> and spitting out bullets and then driving himself to the hospital. What a madman. What a, what a breakup performance for him tonight.
2: Yeah. That just shout out to PC Carroll for that, that question. Cause I didn't know that. I think that was before his fight in, in Abu Dhabi and I forgot he was even fighting on this card. Uh, I love watching him fight and yeah, that story is insane. He's outside of a barbershop and he's just like, yeah, I was outside of a barbershop and it's kind of got shot. I just kind of got shot in the face, and I woke up. I spit the bullets out and just drove to the hospital. And it is what it is. And I was like, "It is what it is, man. You got shot in the face, and you and you are alive." So uh, I tweeted that video, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, I wish you tweeted this before I made picks because I would have picked him to win." I have no idea why I thought Ricardo Hamos was going to win by knockout. Uh, I just, in the back of my head, his performance at UFC 217 when he had that spinning, was a spinning elbow, spinning back fist when he knocked out uh, was a Javi's brother. Or whatever it was. Uh, that's in the back of my mind. And that was the last thing I could really remember. I know he's had wins since then. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lerone Murphy, man, what a performance and good for him. He got a bonus, right?
1: He got yeah, a bonus. Got yes. Yeah, so
2: good good on him, man. Uh, beautiful performance.
1: Yeah, he's gotten like a murderer's row for his first couple of UFC fights. I forget ah, who the hell did he fight the first time. He shouldn't have, no one thought he was going to win. And then he ended up fighting to a draw. But oh, I think, yeah, yeah, it was a tough first round.
0: Uh, who well, wasn't uh, Bayer, right? Uh, th- 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 he was one, the one of the guys that was involved with um, the, the brawl.
1: Bayer, right? Wasn't that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. who it was. That's who it was. He was like a heavy underdog. I think he was at like a 10 8 first round, and then he won the last two, yep. and it ended up being a draw.
0: Yeah. He, so good he, on him. Yeah. he looked, I, Actually, that's why I picked him, because I thought he looked so great in his draw the last time we saw him so because i know nothing about him other than this whole i got shot in the face and he fought to a draw so
2: (laughs) yeah zubaira was his first win that was a that was a a three-round draw in abu dhabi so uh one -one in abu dhabi
1: (laughs) meatball molly mccann Mm. that was a that was a surprise that was a surprising one santos did not look good in her earlier fights like she came out the contender series People were like questioning her completely. They're wondering. People are throwing her record out and screenshotting it and putting it on social media. Be like, oh, look at look at this record that she built. And look at the fighters that she beat to get there. But man, Santos looked fantastic tonight. She looked phenomenal.
2: Sometimes you just you get to the UFC and you get that one out of the way and you lose, and then you just reinvent yourself and you come out and win. So yeah, she looked terrible in her first fight. And yeah, I don't want to call her record padded because that's disrespectful. Because how many wins does she have? Like. 14 or 15 it's or something like, like that 19, i think she's 19 and 1 now yeah like 19 and 1 and she had like 19 straight wins before making the oc so that's a that's a quote heck of a heck of a record to have entering your first ufc well, fight so she
0: did have a very padded record her victories are over sure. lots of o-and-o's three and ones o-and-ones and a lot actually a lot of o-and-o's so so definitely well, a padded record but dude that i that looked like i wasn't even sure that was the same woman tonight Honestly, that's compared, what I'm saying. Like sometimes the, you just come in. Like a t- different fighter.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you come in and you just lose your first UFC fight and you go back and you come back and you get a big performance. Uh, you get you shake the, the, the octagon jitters out and uh, Mila McCann got in her face at the weigh-ins. Uh, she tried twice and Santos just stood there. It's not like she's got shook or anything. She's just like, OK, we're going to fight tomorrow. What's your deal, uh, lady? So, uh, yeah, Santos looked great. Uh, she physically looks like she belongs in the division, too doesn't look like she's a blown up straw weight. It doesn't look like she's a, a sucked out banner weight. It looks like she's perfect for the flyweight division. so uh, yeah, uh, real real impressive performance. I thought Molly was I didn't think Molly's gonna dominate because Molly's not one of those fighters that goes and just blows the door off you, but she has a good pace uh, and she has a good she I think she had like her last fight in Boston. Uh, I brought to her in 10 she was like the first female fighter to have like or first or second to have like three straight performances with a hundred plus significant t- uh, strikes. And she, the only other one was like Ioana and Jake and Angela Hill. And Ioana and Jake was like championship fights, and Angela Hill is Angela Hill fights like every other day. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I thought Molly, I thought it, w- it would be a uh, not an easy win, but I, I was pretty comfortable picking Molly, and Santos proved me wrong.
1: Yeah, I especially thought like in the in the wrestling department in the ground game, I thought that was gonna be Molly's Molly's world, but mm-hmm. man, Santos got a lot better in that department. We all we know her Thai background and her striking background and it's it's top notch, but I thought Molly would be able to win those exchanges to get it to the ground and, well, when and win was those Sa- exchanges, Santos
2: didn't. last fight was what, January or March twenty nineteen, something like that? January, February, yeah. March. So it's Our been more been than a year. Marella, right? yeah. yeah, so it's been more than a year since she fought and you have to imagine and those, what, 12, uh, tw- uh, 14, 15 months, she's just completely worked to get better at her craft because I'm sure she was embarrassed after coming in with a stellar record and laying an egg in her first performance. So, uh, if she really put in the work and came out like that, she, I don't want to call her a contender right away, but she could pose a lot of problems in that division for sure. She's
1: very rangy, too, and she mm-hmm. uses it very well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she looked great tonight. Uh, let's okay so let's turn it over to the peeps yeah let's do that hold on one moment
0: let's get all our pretty faces up there oh yeah
1: of course you're in the middle what a surprise
0: oh oh, jeez
1: just kidding
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh Oh, look at you there you go Uh, (laughs) ah the one without the man without the
1: mustache
0: (laughs) all right uh first question oh it's not a question
2: those are just
1: reactions.
2: Jessica, uh-huh. Crystal Crew is uh, obviously sad because Molly McCann was a proud member of the the Crystal Crew. So I'm sure Queen Crystal is very upset right now.
1: I'm sure Alex Kaley is watching this right now laughing away because he <laughs> thinks it's all a farce. I don't think it is. Although I well, still haven't gotten my crystals yet from my first appearance on the A-side before ooh. I was with
2: MMA fighting. But that's neither here nor there. Well, Alex Kaylee hates fun and joy and only sees (laughs) the colors of gray and black. Yeah,
1: Canadian. The reigning between the links champion now, Alex Kaylee. roids. who does Cater match up with best that's ranked higher than him? How do you think Cater matched up against a beat in a five round fight? Two questions there. Uh, I think we know kind of the answer to the second question. I mean, it's. It happened last year, so things could have changed. But I think most of us feel that if that first fight between Cater and Zabit went five rounds, that Cater had the momentum and probably would have done well in four and five. But, uh, gentlemen, I'll pose the question to you. Looking at the guys who are ranked ahead of Calvin Cater right now, who does he match up with pretty well out of those top five?
2: Well, for Zabit, you also have to remember that he went from fighting Zabit in Boston so all of a sudden getting pulled from that car. So Cater's from New England. He's going to fight to be in his backyard to all of a sudden getting the fight pushed back to fighting in Zabit's backyard in Russia and then getting elevated to a three-round main event after Junior Santos pulls out. So that's a lot of things going on in that fight. So, yeah, I would love to see that fight run back in five rounds. Um, I think he do pretty well against Ortega. Uh, Ortega uh, obviously got pieced up by Max on the feet. So if Cater if can keep the fight standing, which is, of course, no easy task against a fighter like Ortega, because even if you do keep the fight standing, Ortega can just snatch up that neck like he did to Cub Swanson with that standing guillotine. So uh, I think he could do pretty well against Ortega. Uh, is a very similar fighter to Zabit. Uh, and then I'd favor Holloway against him. And then Chan Sung Jung is just is an anomaly. You can't really predict what kind of fight you're gonna have with him? So I think he do. I think he matches up well with anyone in the top five, top six, whatever he's ranked. But I would favor. I don't think I'd favor him heavily against anyone, but I think he'd have a good shot of beating Ortega or uh, Yair for sure.
1: I thought Cater Yair was like the fight to make after 249. Like after Cater knocked out Jeremy Stevens, I felt like that was the obvious fight to
2: make. But I I agree. But Yair and Zabit have had history for a long time. And I selfishly, I really want just a long, rangy, spinning shit style fight between this crazy <laughs> Mexican and this crazy Russian, just throwing down for five rounds. Can't argue with that logic, Casey. Uh, Jose, Casey, your thoughts on That's those rude. questions? <laughs>
1: My bad.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, I think Cater, for me right now, is like he's clearly to me a a B plus A B+A level featherweight in the world right now, but I just. Against the guys ahead of him, I just don't, I just don't see him. The, the question was, who do we? What was the question? Like, who do we see him like in a favorable matchup? I just don't see him beating anyone in front of him. And if he does, good on him. But like, um, it, it's just I, I just see it. everyone looks just slightly better than him and that are ranked in front of him. So um, I don't know. Uh, I but I, I do I like the Yair fight the best of all of all the people in front. Uh, I think Yair is, is the most um, most. Entertaining, fun matchup, but cater I cater against any any of the top guys. I think he's gonna be. He's just an entertaining fighter, so no matter what.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he beats because he's. I just pulled up the ring. He's six after this fight, and then above him in order would be, Yair, Korean Zombie, Brian Ortega, beat, Holloway, and Volkanovski. It's crazy. I don't think yeah. I'd. Yeah. I don't think I would favor him in any of those fights, uh, betting wise. But I think if you're gonna put money on him pulling out a, an upset, I'd probably put Ortega maybe Ayer would be the two I would pick, I would say Calvin would have a good chance of uh, pulling off the quote-unquote upset.
0: I think the biggest upset would b- probably be Ortega, only because of, we just, he's been he's been out for such a long time.
2: Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, if yeah. you, if, if they fought, just, like, if they fought in October, and a Calvin Cater beat Brian Ortega, I wouldn't be shocked. I would still favor Brian Ortega entering that fight, but Cater's uh, boxing is unbelievable, and that's exactly how Max Holloway beat Brian Ortega. Last time, he just st- kept it off the octagon of the canvas and just pieced him up on the feet. And you just saw Calvin Cater's output is unbelievable, and he really knows how to control his uh, energy levels through five rounds. I think he would, he, if he beat Brian Ortega, it wouldn't be a surprise to me.
1: And Cater's takedown defense is really He's good. Phenomenal. And if and if you're fighting Cater and you end up on your back, you're gonna get cracked <laughs> really hard. So he
2: was that throwing that makes those haymakers. Like those and what was guys. what was was like 0 for seven, 0 for eight, something like that. But you also yeah. have to wonder, like Dan Ige is not the biggest featherweight in the world. Like if Dan Ige announced he was cutting down to 135, I would be like, yeah, okay, you're not that tall, so like you could probably make it. So uh, you you do have to wonder if fighters like the Rodriguez Rodriguez, and then there's a beats that are super rangy and can, can and can keep Calvin from b- boxing would play a major factor because who else has he lost to besides a beat Moicano, right? And Moicano is good stand up, good grappling. What was it? It was like that was in that was in Anaheim, I think, or or I yeah. can't quite remember. So. uh uh, you you just have to wonder what type of fighters uh, Calvin uh, would 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 not would would present Calvin with the most problems. Good
1: problems to have. Right. You know, all those matches would be fun. What else we got? Thank you, B-Royds. Uh I mean, got great uh, pictures of dogs with yeah. <laughs> Christmas hats <huh? laughs> on. Would anybody be shocked if Calvin got a title shot depending on
2: when Alex comes back?
1: Yes, I would so say. Good. God, yeah, you go first.
2: I would be surprised if you got if you skipped the line, uh, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't. It, it's not because Volkanovski would say yes over over someone else. If they took Calvin Cater's name to Alexander Volkanovski first, Calvin Alexander Volkanovski is going to be like, no, he has to have another fight. Like Volkanovski is going to fight whoever they put in front of him. He's one of those champions, and he's going to fight Calvin eventually, I think, because if like, Volkanovski really wants to be the quote unquote goat and run through the gambit of fighters. It's only a matter of time before they, they make that fight. Uh, I think the only way they would make the Cater fight is if fighters can't get into, can't leave certain countries, or matchmaking-wise, uh, someone gets hurt. Like, if Ortega's ready to go and they make that Korean zombie fight, Beats fighting IA or they or they don't make that fight or make that fight, and Calvin's just next in line, processed by elimination, sure. But if they skip so Beat Ortega, Korean zombie, and Yair to go to Cater to fight Volkanovsky on purpose, that would surprise me.
1: If Cater went out there and like blasted Danny Gay and finished him in the first two rounds, like did what he did to Jeremy Stevens to Danny Gay tonight, I'm not yeah. saying it would happen, but there would have been a chance of it because yeah, people if, would have been clamoring
2: for it. If Cater went out there and just Shane Burgos' him like he did like he did to Shane Burgos at UC two twenty, and then took the mic and he's like, That's how a featherweight finishes fights and then throws the mic down and leaves the octagon, yeah, that fight is hundred percent the fight to make, <laughs> yeah. but that's not what happened.
1: Yeah. You know, there you I, go. I, I'd be I'd be I'd be shocked if Cater got the shot. I'd love to see it, but I'd be agreed. shocked if he it's,
2: did. If, if they purposely skipped the top five to go to him, I'd be a little surprised. I Casey, want, your thoughts?
0: I want to see other fights for Max Holloway, but the, but in my mind, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater is pretty dang awesome because I think, that what, I, think, I, think, I, think I think that's what Cater is missing right now in his resume. He's beaten good <laughs> fighters. But not the fighters that we consider. You have to beat this guy if you want to fight for the belt, and um, so I think I, just, I think that's the problem. Where Caters at right now? He's just beating all the guys he's supposed to
2: beat. But it's really unfortunate that Josh Emmett is hurt because I think that'd be a good fight because they're ranked right there. They're they're they would be because Frankie Edgar is I'm mean, eliminating as he's sitting at seven, so it would be seven and six. Uh, Cater and uh, Emmett. 'Cause I don't think they're gonna give Cater Max because Max is already 0 two against the champion. I don't think they wanna knock off a future contender. Uh, especially if Max goes out there and just blows him away. Well,
0: yeah, I just do not uh, think the fight's gonna happen, but I just wanna yeah. see
2: it. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So uh it's us for if if Emmett hadn't gone under surgery, I think Emmett Cater's the fight to make, but uh, that's not gonna happen.
1: Actually, now yeah, let's talk about the other guy. He's the tree guy.
2: You can do mm. a lot
1: of things with Danny guy. What about uh Ige versus Burgos?
2: I love it. I love that fight. There's our allowance have a fight either. Right. You might give him a fight. Sadiq Youssef, uh, Ryan Hall. Oh no. Ryan Hall's fighting Lamas. Uh, give him the winner of that fight. The loser, whatever. One of those fights If Jose Aldo wants to jump back out to featherweight. That'd be a fun fight too. So yeah, uh, uh, again, Dan Ige didn't lose anything in the eyes of the fans, I think, after that one after that loss. Yeah,
0: there's a. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of good fights for Ige, honestly. Uh, I think um, I
2: like the Burgos fight a lot. I think that's the fight. Or Jeremy Stevens, they're sitting at nine yeah. ten. I know Jeremy Stevens has fought everyone, but uh Ige, Jeremy Stevens would be a banger too. Or Burg- or Burgos versus Stevens. That's
1: that that's the beauty of having a Jeremy Stevens there. So you can yeah, fight right. any of these guys and it's fun.
2: Got yeah. What else we got? Did um
0: did, uh, Has Andre Feely been booked?
2: Rumored to fight uh Bryce Mitchell from what I heard, but that's not official.
1: Uh, yeah, nothing dude. official, but
2: right. that's that, those are the rumblings in the street right now. And they, they both tweeted, give me the contract. Like, with our graphic. Like, Andre oh. Feely goes, I <laughs> want to fight Bryce Mitchell. And I made a graphic out of it. And then Bryce Mitchell was like, done. Give me the contract. And I was like, all right, there's the fight.
1: That's what happened with the Rosa fight, too. Exactly the same thing. Right. So I'd be... Bryce Mitchell did say he has he contract to sign. And he's got fight news coming. So I've, I've been trying to work on it. I assume it's Feely, but I, I don't know.
2: They both want to fight each other. They're both not ranked. They're both awesome, interesting characters, and I think that's the fight to make. So and the winner gets uh, to the top fifteen. Hundred percent. Ige versus Stevens, Burgos, Sadiq, Yousef, any of those cats. I'll watch them. I'll watch them fight. We'll about, watch.
0: Let's talk about this gentleman. <laughs>
1: <a> typo, but. <laughs> Munir Laz is, is the real MVP. Yes. He was awesome. That was, he was awesome. And the post fight was great. It was like the calmest call out of Mike Perry you will ever hear in the UFC. Yeah.
2: It was well, just so you, soft It, it was so quiet.
0: I was like, wait, did he just say Mike Perry? I, was, I wasn't well, sure, actually.
2: If you watch uh, the post fight press conference that uh, uh, Guillerme sent over when he was back there, they asked him, like, why do you want to fight Mike Perry? And he said that he wants to fight because him and his teammate, Darren Till, have issues. And if you have issues with one of us, you have issues with all of us. And Mike Perry and Darren Till are obviously not in the same weight class. So if uh, what Lazez, is that his la- how you pronounce his last name? Uh, if Lazez, if he wants to fight Mike Perry, and Mike Perry, whenever he returns from whatever he's going on with his blonde, friendly hair, I'm just going to put it out there. Why not? <laughs> Did you see that photo case? I, yeah, I saw that photo. It was this uh, guy calls my hair friendly and makes fun of was, me, and all of a sudden he has the same hair as me.
1: Hair. That was very yeah, right. Maybe um, he wants to be on the A side with you, Jose. I'm I don't think to, he does. To butter you up.
2: <laughs> I truly do not think he wants to be on the A side with me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the call out. It it got attention. It got buzz. It probably won't happen anytime soon. Definitely but... not. Uh, that guy against anybody at 170 makes me happy. Yeah,
0: I think I think you give him someone like kind of right outside the top 15, uh, maybe uh, like uh, maybe a maybe a Bilal Muhammad, someone like that. I think that's a an exciting fight. Um, I think, he, but he's a you know what? He's just a he. I'm just happy he's on the UFC roster, and um, he's obviously a, a super action fighter. And uh, whoo the man, so many knees and elbows, so many knees and elbows. I loved it. That's, those those in knees,
1: ugh he took a he's got a chin on him too yeah. holy cow That's he took ris- some that big was ris- shots ris- early he was
0: just but he let he let um what was his opponent's name he, uh, uh, forgot i forgot i haven't said his name out loud in a while Re-
1: abdul razak al-hassan
0: al-hassan yeah um yeah I, I i picked Hassan first round knockout i thought this was a um showcase fight for Hassan. i thought they're bringing it beat him a local you know but nope that man that man that man is legit
2: so how what, what about? So I'm just pulling. I'm just think. I'm just pulling up the US welterweight rankings right now. Fights that I would like to see him fight that wouldn't be in the top 15. I'll watch him fight Nico Price. Yeah, Nico Price. I'll watch him fight uh, Mike Perry, Balam Muhammad, Jake Matthews, Dalby, Cowboy Oliveira would be a banger. The Regular leech. Cowboy would be a banger. The leech. The leech would be awesome. Gunnar Nelson, uh, Rocco Martin, Vicente Luque already has a fight, obviously. So yeah, there's a there's a million fights. Uh, for Liz to take, but he's what? He's one and own the UFC, something like that. So I don't think he's going to get any huge names right away.
1: Yeah. And he just beat a guy who hasn't fought in what, two years? Yeah. yeah UFC so 220 yeah, two was the
2: last time he fought, right? That is true. So yeah, I don't think he's going to get a, a, a major fight anytime soon. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a need to. How about really? uh, yeah. Alan Joban? There you go. There's a fight. He's When's like last time wait? he fought exactly
0: yeah.
2: He's, he's, <laughs> yeah he's a and he's not in boring fights he, he he's a primarily primar, uh, primarily a striker so uh alan joban versus lizette would be a fun fight yeah. he has a win over mike perry you beat him that that's another notch that you can just jump on the Mike uh, jump on that mike perry trying to fight so joe joe Ben, there's the fight
1: joe Ban, nico price is probably my my one b that's that's fun
2: diego sanchez would be a weird fight too oh man
1: yeah, that's
0: that's the beauty of him, man. Like you can put him in pretty much anywhere, and like just, just you know, let, nah, he's awesome. I, know, I was
1: just you could sl- you can awesome. slow roll him too. Yeah. Just slow roll him and just let him keep putting on highlight reels.
0: Well, let's answer a couple more questions before we. uh, You okay? You okay, Mike? That fly that, that like getting you?
1: <laughs> friggin' fly! <laughs>
0: uh,
1: One yeah. fly. I told my kid, shut the door. Don't leave it open. Of course, he opens the door and won't shut it. <laughs>
0: What's the what's the school what's the school situation out there?
1: Nothing's been determined yet, but they're thinking that they're thinking that they might be able to get back in September. Mm-hmm. But the kids are gonna have to wear masks mm-hmm. in the classroom. We'll see. I don't I don't buy it, but we'll see what happens. Like, uh, I hope it happens. I love my <laughs> kid, but I've spent way too much time with him. <laughs>
0: Um. Do, 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 do. Yeah, just had a lot of comments about the fights. Um do, do, do. step Stepping elbows. Tonight was a great night of fights. Uh, I think everyone's just kind of sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's these crazy.
2: Wednesday nights are weird. I yeah. feel for Guy.
0: Yeah, last one. Even yeah. though it's not about. Even though it's not about tonight's card, I just gotta talk about her.
1: Can we all agree that Amanda Hebaz is the next female superstar? I mean, she was the only VIP that got <laughs> featured on the uh, on the broadcast tonight. But if, but yes, she is. Why do you think she got the page fight to begin with? This is this is a it, it, it went exactly the way that Dana White wanted it to go. That's why she got the VIP seat. They sent Paige off to to Bellator or wherever all she's right. gonna end up going. Amanda Hibas gets a big boost because she beats a big star, and the sky's the limit for her. There's there's lots of great
2: options for her. Mo- Let's moving talk on, about but like. Who are Amanda Heboss's last two wins? Paige Van Zandt and Mackenzie Dern. Two <laughs> yeah. of the most popular female fighters on the roster. They might not be the championship-level caliber fighters, but in terms of people tuning in and knowing names, it's those two are the big, two of the biggest names out there, probably Macy Barber at one point, too. So, yeah, Amanda Hibas is, deserves a um, huge step up in competition. Uh, she called out the winner of Esparza, uh, Marina Rodriguez. I want that fight. I think Marina Rodriguez is an awesome fighter. I think she is super violent. Carlos Barza is super difficult to fight and makes people fight badly. And I think that is a talent to have that she completely takes you out of the fights that you shine in. So if Marina Rodriguez somehow gets past Carlos Barza, Amanda Hibas versus Marina Rodriguez is just a violent female straw white fight. And I want to see that fight so badly.
1: I did I mean, I want to see it. I don't want to see it right now though. I don't slow roll her like give hey, her man, a big man. fight give her a step up but we don't need to push her up that high yet felice Herrig's fighting who's felice Herrig fighting
2: i don't even know john aroba sure it- you could be making that up and i would believe you
0: oh yeah, yeah there's so many good God, just yeah always- i think the
1: winner that maybe the winner of that fight so they'll be like right around this like right around the same place What about uh tisha tours is
2: right above her i think they train together don't they
1: She's a yeah, yeah, ATT. They're both ATT. Right. Yeah, I see. I saw that a lot on Twitter, and I was like, I don't the, think they the fight each other. Angela right Hill now.
2: and Michelle Waterson are fighting. Who's that ma- could be a fight. That's not a bad one.
0: Who's Mizuki Inouye fighting? She has a fight coming up. John uh, yeah, Amanda Lim- Limos. I'm not sure who that so,
2: is. Uh, Yan Zhao Nan is fighting Claudia. The winner of that too could be a banger of a fight. There's strawweight is the best. Fe- I think the most stacked female division out there.
0: That's not, uh, that's not even for debate. That yeah, it's the it. most
2: it's the most competitive too. Uh, Nina is off the list, she's pregnant. Uh, Rose should probably fighting Jane Wiley, Andrade who knows? Rematch her against Joanna if they want. Uh Tatiana's who knows? Nina's out. Claudia has a fight book, Spar's a fight book, Michelle Waters is in the fight book, Marina, uh Tish Torres, Alexa Grosso's not in the division anymore. Angela Hill's a fight. Felicia Herrick has a fight. So She's gonna have to wait for something. You can't book her a fight right now without a bunch of fights happening already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I think the opponent. I mean, the opponent matters, but I think the placement on the card matters even more. Yeah. Like she's gonna go a main event on a fight night, definitely on a main card of a big pay per view. Like, just keep featuring her and throwing her out with as many eyeballs that can watch her as possible.
2: And the and the amazing about she has two weight classes you could fight. She doesn't get a uh, straw weight fight, and she goes, all right, fine, I'll fight a I'll fight a flyweight like. I'm not going to say no to watching her fight anybody at Flyweight either. She's obviously not that the size of that weight class, and eventually she could bulk up to do it, because she does want to be champ champ eventually, but uh, there's a million fights I'd watch her at Flyweight too, but if she wants to take a strawweight, she's going to have to wait for a lot of these fights to pan out first. I would agree with that
1: 100%. Looking forward to seeing more from Amanda Hibas. I think we can all agree with that. I can't yes. wait to see the map.
0: There's so, many, the good, answer to there's the so many good strawweights right now. Just so many.
1: But The answer to that question is yes, she is the next potential big Female MMA superstar. I would I would have to agree with that. Anything else in the truck, Casey? Um, no, just a
0: couple people. You know, Dan Ige should try 35, maybe. Um, he's
2: not the biggest guy at 145. Yeah, we stand
0: next to him. You no, know, out of out of uh, fight camps, he just yeah he doesn't not featherweights yeah he just doesn't seem that big.
2: Like um, even when he fought uh, Bektik when we were at that Houston card, Casey, and Bektik stood on the face off and like lifted his shirt up. And Dan Ige, Ige lifted his shirt off to play along. I'm like, Bechtit looks like a whole other weight class than Danny. But Dan Ige, again, it's like when we, when we talked to Mike Chiesa in Edmonton, Casey, and we were like, why did you ever fight at lightweight if you're this good at welterweight? He goes, because I was doing well. If you're ranked in the top seven, you don't want to restart. So if, she does, if he doesn't want to restart, put all this work at featherweight, like why not? But he would be dropping down. Mike Chiesa went out. So that's, everyone, that's what everyone's going to say. So Danny can do whatever he wants.
0: Alright, so great. Let's talk one question take one question about Saturday.
1: Looking forward, does Joseph Benavidez
2: get it done? I don't know.
0: Let's see if let's see if uh Vigredo makes weight.
2: <laughs> well, according to our video that Gee shot that he was like one hundred and thirty pounds landing. Is that, I what, he don't fight Is on that what
0: he said? Was he on a scale?
2: That is what he said. I'm just telling you what he said. Yeah all right. If he's if he truly is 130 and he makes 125 comfortably, that's a that's another conversation we can have later, but that's a it's a tough fight. I th- I f- I still favor Joe B. I think he was winning that fight until they clashed heads. Yeah. But Figueroa hits so hard and he who's, who's he's only lost to Formiga, mm-hmm. who's pretty much beaten everyone outside of like the top 3, so uh Except
0: Joe Except Joe B. Except Benavides. Joe B. <laughs> Except
2: for Joe B and Alex Perez most recently. So it's a tough fight. Real yeah. tough fight.
0: I hope that fight gets a lot more buzz. Um I hope so do really I. yeah, I'm super excited by that fight. And uh, one more comment before we get our, our everything else done in our lives.
1: And let's be honest, by the way, with Figueroa, <laughs> he lost to Jared Brooks too. Let's throw that out yeah. there. Even though the judges are were terrible that night, he lost the fight. Question for Jose remember when you called Niall a human sized onion?
2: Yeah, I do, because it only <laughs> happened a couple hours ago. This child, Niall McGrath, keeps going blah 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 blah. He keeps talking and talking and talking, and he's bad at it. He's he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know how anything about nothing. So if he wants to clap, flap his gums, come up with the original. I don't know if you saw John Annick was asking for suggestions on a new tattoo he wants to get. Did you see this? Any either of you guys? No, I saw the tweet. Because like, John Annick's gonna get a Gamebred tattoo, and he might get the FE for Frankie Edgar he's like, what else should I get? And I suggested a very tasteful, massive back piece of me dunking a basketball on Nile. I figure a full back piece would be most appropriate. And John Anik was like, yeah, duh. And everyone was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, it does make a lot of sense to see a, a bag of soup getting dunked on by me, Jose Young. So make it happen, John Anik. I
1: mean, who and why? I, I, you should IG live that tattoo being made. I mean,
2: if we want to start a crowdfunding for John Anthony to get a big back to <laughs> be dunking on uh Niall McGrath and pizza Carroll fainting in the background, who's going to argue that? No one.
1: Jeez. I mean, what a good way to end the show, right? There you go. Trash See. trash Nile where he can't defend himself. But, that's all right. This rivalry. going How would going he defend himself?
0: There's no def- he he's
1: like, Maybe he's watching no. right now and he wants to chime in. I definitely I'm think crying. he's not watching. Future between the links matchup
2: perhaps. We could settle it in there. No, if we're ever going to match up, it'll never be through a computer. Five-foot rims. (laughs) 50-foot rims. More like it. Don't worry. Even if it was a five-foot rim, now I wouldn't be able to reach, man. He gets tired just balling his fist up into a fist.
1: (laughs) Wow. I have to see this. I I, I think this is a perfect way to end it. So Uh, that's it. The night is in the books. Our second of four Fight Island cards. It's a wrap. We're back at it again on Saturday with the aforementioned flyweight title fight Joseph Benavides versus Davison Figueredo. We got Kelvin Gaslam on that card as well.
2: Yes. That fight is so good. That's a good fight. Jack Romanson, that fight is so good. That's a good one.
1: And then, of course, next Saturday, that's the one that I think everyone's really looking forward to with uh, Darren Till versus Robert Whittaker and Mm -hmm. that whole chaotic card from top to bottom is going to be a lot of fun. So that's it that's all we have to say so uh stick with us at mma fighting for all the coverage we'll have virtual media day i believe tomorrow and then we got weigh-ins on friday and we we'll get the card on saturday what the heck's gonna drop in around seven and a half hours from right now which should be a good one with gilbert burns and Devonte smith and rob font and john castaneda the newest member of the ufc bantamweight division he'll be fighting nathaniel wood next Saturday on that July 25th card. So for Jose Youngs, Casey Lyon in the truck, Esther Lynn on the graphics, I am Mike Heck. Hope you guys enjoy the fight tonight. We'll see ya. Godspeed. Good night.
0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.